welcome to Film and Spirits Podcast with Fred and Sean. Today we'll discuss our most expected movies of 2022. Stay tuned. Alright, it's 2022 and we're back. We are back for the return of season two. The return. Of the show. Film and Spirits <laughs> Podcast. It's good to have you back. Good to see you again. Good to have you back, man. You had a good holiday? Yeah, it was nice and relaxing. Took some time off of work, watched a bunch of movies, watched a bunch of TV shows. Yeah, pretty much the Here same we are. Thing. I mean, what else yeah. can we do, right? <laughs> well, we don't have movie theaters, so we haven't been able to check out The Matrix or the new Scream movie. No. Indeed. Yeah. No, indeed. No, I'm, I'm a jealous man. When I see stuff in the computer from like uh, US audiences, I'm just like, ah. I'm missing yeah, up on all the fun. I'm missing out. And yeah. ironically, I think we're missing out more on Scream than The Matrix, by the sounds of it. It's true. It's true. Yeah, we'll yeah. be able to discuss a little more. But yeah, no, Scream uh, Scream fans are in for a treat, as I understood. So uh, Yeah, good for them. I wasn't expecting Scream. I didn't put it on my most anticipated movies of the year because I saw, oh, it's being released in January, a horror movie in January. Not a good sign. But here we are. I can, this it can still be a surprising month. I mean, some, sometimes they do put their stinkers in January, but well, we never know. You know, there's gonna be some good stuff. Um, yeah, exactly. I actually put out an article today about on the the Screen website that about the Underworld franchise. You remember with Kate Beckinsale? Yeah, and they were January yeah. movies most of the time. They right? were all, basically Jan. I think all but one were January movies, and <laughs> they're not great movies. But they are some of my favorite guilty pleasure movies. So just because a movie is bad doesn't mean it's not fun. Oh, I don't apologize, man. I mean, I still I do remember those movies, and they're not. I need to revisit. Maybe they're not as bad as I remember. So uh, yeah, I mean, we're... they're probably as bad as you remember, but they have excellent mythology. Mm. Like, there's actually very rich history, and all the like. Somehow, the series gets top tier actors like Charles Dance and Michael Sheen. <laughs> And Bill Nye, you're like, what are these top grade British actors doing in this franchise? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, but, it's uh, so weird. But another note to celebrate the new year, to celebrate our episode one of season two. What uh, what do you have in front of you? So I was fortunate enough to get a gift card from work as a Christmas present. But the liquor store here, as you know, has been on strike for the last little while. So the shelves have been barren, have been empty. So I had this gift card. It was kind of burning a hole in my pocket. So I went over, spoke to the guy, and I was like, I like this. But here's my palette. So he recommended to me the Spayburn 10. It's a scotch, and it's got quite the nose. It's, it doesn't smell bad, but I was telling him I like the I like Glenfiddich, and I like Glenmorangie, which is generally perceived as like a fruitier side of like a lot of vanillas, a lot of fruit flavors. It's yep. not too light, but mm-hmm. this kind of has those textures and it's not coarse but it definitely has that like rougher taste at the same time so it's it reminds me a little of um i'm gonna butcher this because it's gaelic but uh tea bag Mm -hmm. it reminds me a little bit of that but it's a little coarser tea bag is an affordable bottle but i do remember tasting it once but uh it's always there you can pretty much always find it but i think i do know the taste you're referring yeah yeah, so Should this one, it's it's got like an earth, it's got a hint of pea actually. It just had a sip right now. So it's got that lighter sense about it. It doesn't taste anything like a Glenfiddich, I would say. I would say it's maybe a little closer to a Glenmorangie. It's, it's definitely in that vein, but it definitely has that strong flavor as soon as you put it in. It doesn't burn, but it's a very bold flavor. Not oh. peaty, bold. I like that. Yeah. I like that in the scotch. Yeah. So I think so I'll... Uh, next I'll, time you come over, uh, we'll, we'll try. We'll have a, a glass together. <laughs> don't, don't finish it too quickly, please. But I yeah. won't. I won't. I also have this uh, for the, those who can't see, unfortunately. But my girlfriend got me a present over the break. Yeah. And it is a whiskey glass. And it came with like in the nice wooden chest and everything with stones and all that. And the glass is engraved with my name and year of birth. Some birthday presents. You're officially royalty now. You have crystal yeah, glasses it, with your name on it. You know. <laughs> yeah, it looks like something that the Peaky Blinders would pull out at the uh, at the garage. It has that sort of like look on it. 
Nice. It only missing yeah. like your title in front of it, like Duke Sean Gallagher. It's yeah, that, something there's like a nice that. ring to it. Yeah. yeah. Lucky you, man. Pinky blonders. <laughs> yeah. So, nice. And what about you? Uh, I know what you're drinking, and I just want to hear you say it out loud so I can revolt. Yeah, and you can vomit on your uh, <laughs> on your sh- yeah. <laughs> on your screen. Uh, yeah. No, as Sean knows too well, um, I I am a fan of bourbon. But the thing is, is that last time I went to SEQ, same thing. Is that the, the 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 shelves were still pretty empty. But usually when we do um, when we do go for like a monthly purchase, we do buy all our wines like um, with a discount at the SEQ depot, which is like a huge warehouse, and they have boxes and boxes and booths, and you can actually get whiskeys there too. But they have like minimal minimalist options. It's not they they don't have like huge brands and huge names and huge bottles. It's pretty much like standard stuff you found everywhere. Um, so I took a bottle of Wild Turkey. While it's still mm-hmm. pretty, I mean, easy to find. It's nothing spectacular. It's pretty affordable. It's one of the bourbons I actually do like a lot. So, but I don't now, apologize how much is yours in terms of like affordability. Just for the listeners, twenty nine. Oh, yeah, that's really yeah. affordable. Yeah, this cool. one here is sixty-eight. Yeah, nice. Uh, so yeah, yeah, it's a little different in, <laughs> in terms of processing. It may, 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 mainly, may, uh, I would say maybe quality as well, but uh, it's still one that I like. If you're if you're looking for like a strong punchy bourbon for for like half the price of a good bottle, that's that's your pick. Wild Turkey is usually pretty pretty good, really affordable, close to 30 bucks, give or take. Um, if you go to the normal standard bottle, uh, if you go to the 101, now you're looking at something close to 40. But it's, um, yeah, it's still, I mean, I know for you it's a killer, but in a bad sense of the yeah, word. Yeah, I remember getting it as a Christmas <laughs> present once in a, a Secret Santa, and I was like, I've never had bourbon before. So I tried it, and I was just like, Oh God! No, it's oh a God! Punchy, it's a punchy bourbon, but it's I, I like it for that. So it's yeah, okay. I, I like don't that think it was we, a good uh, first impression of bourbon. I like that we differ on this, but it's it's yeah. fi- it's fine. I'll have a good scotch next uh, next time. But I, I I'll defend my bourbons for sure. I mean, yeah, for the I rest of the of the show, on Horizon. I'll 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 defend bourbons for. <laughs> For the rest of our run as a, as a co-host of this podcast, of this podcast, as still as I'm around, there will be bourbons around. So uh, you can <laughs> <laughs> you can be sure of that. But on that note, brother, cheers! Enjoy your drink. Cheers! Enjoy it. Raise my glass to you. And but finishing on on uh, on it. spirits <laughs> before we jump on uh, movies and TV. Um, during the holidays, what did you find yourself drinking most of the time when you were with family members or not? But or would you just with your your second half? What were you having most of the time to um, to chill and to celebrate? Uh, well, I got to see my family on Christmas Day, and that was just like wine, red wine, hanging out, and beer. Uh, my dad he always gets like a case of Stella at Christmas time, so mm-hmm. Stella's kind of like the Gallagher Christmas beer. So it has some Stella, has some wine, had some Stella at home. I went to a Christmas market and I got some craft beer actually as well. So I've been drinking that steadily. I still have one Coors from you still in my fridge. <laughs> the others were uh, <laughs> died on the battlefield. I, I like yeah. it. <laughs> um, I have, let's see. I think I have around 20 cans of Guinness now on the, to go through. Wow. Uh, and then in terms of like scotch and whiskeys, I actually didn't have any scotch or whiskey over uh, the break. I've been saving it, barring uh, me trying this one uh, on my birthday. Barring that, I haven't had any scotch or whiskey. Okay, so good for like you. a beer wine thing. Not saving it for the Christmas occasion, but saving it for other special occasions post-holidays. Like, all right, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you? What about you? Well, uh, well wine for sure. I mean, it's uh, in both like my my girlfriend's families and and my family. It's a it's it's a must. It's a must have. Um, but we're trying to do cocktails most of the times. I mean, I do like trying to use cocktails with my dad. So sometimes he has like a new bottle of gin that I haven't tried before. So I I do like a, a normal gin and tonic with a special gin. Um, in terms of whiskey, I do admit that I was pretty, I didn't drink that a whole ton, I think during the holidays or just like the thing that I bought for myself already on, on the mini bar. Um, and yeah, uh, craft beer. I don't know why there's, there's something with, especially stouts during the winter time. You're just like, oh, you want to try mm-hmm. something else. And you, you, you go to your local, um, I mean, I have like a specialized like beer shop or like close to the beer, like like a, a Quebec version of the beer store uh, near my um, 
near my place and I can go for special crafty beers that you, you don't have the chance to find mm. elsewhere. So, uh, yeah, that, it was a beer season for me as well during the, the holidays. That's for sure. Yeah, that's cool, um, yeah. yeah, but it's, uh, no, I'm good. Uh, good to find my old, uh, my old, uh, my old scotch and bourbon buddies when I, I came back home after the holidays. So, um, yeah, yeah, I was <laughs> saving them as well, I guess. <laughs> Same for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. saving it for the, the podcast, for the people. Enjoy this experience. And for our discussion. Yeah. I think it's the, yeah. the, the ideal it's, occasions now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I just mentioned enjoying the experience. And do you know what we haven't really been enjoying as well as I think we thought we would have? What? The Book of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be our first topic of the day, I think. And I, yeah. We'll dedicate some time to that. We're th- At the point of this recording, we're three episodes into the Book of Boba Fett. Episode four will be in two days. Yeah. Uh, what's your impression so far? You know what? It's funny because I think that I'm not the only one thinking this because I'm looking at Screen Rants and Facebook of this world and even Screen Hub. I mean, us, what we're writing. I mean, we're we're looking at every everybody on the web that's like a hardcore Star Wars fan. And I think everybody's like, uh, this is a mess. Not 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 like catastrophic, but just... It's a little bit of a letdown, and I it's think it's the same. Yeah, it's inconsistent, and it didn't. It so far, I think it doesn't deliver on the promise of what the character of Boba Fett should be, or how they build him up. Actually, in the Mandalorian, yeah. has nothing to do in the trailer, and has yeah. nothing to do with what we have now in terms of his character development. I mean, there's some good stuff in there. Don't get me wrong, but I think it's only like a few scenes. When you like pile this up after three episodes, you're just like, well, there's a lot of flashbacks, a lot of Tuscan Raiders, um, a lot of weird inspirations or cliches or I don't know, like nods to certain trends. Uh, my, my immediate example was like Greece and American graffiti because of like the the. <laughs> The jet bikes were like all colorish or fifty, uh, yeah, like fifty-ish the, colors. Uh, the scooters, the scooters, yeah, yeah exactly. A lot of meetings, man. A lot of meetings. I didn't know I was watching Star Wars for so many meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Boardroom meetings. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know, but me, it's the same, maybe for you, or yeah. it's the same, but I have different reasons. Um, so, like Boba Fett, cool. Like, I like Boba Fett mainly from like the comics and books, and. I have no problem with Boba Fett coming out of the Starlock pit and sort of having an epiphany and changing his life around. I got no problem with that. Mm-hmm. For me, what doesn't work is that he wants to be a crime lord, but he wants to be a nice crime lord. Yeah. It seems to conflict so much, and it's hard to get behind. Here's Boba Fett, the former badass, and he, he wants to be like the boss. He wants to be Tony Soprano, but he's all like, yeah, we've had an assassination attempt against me. I'll let it slide because it's the right thing to do. And I'm just watching it like, what? I think if Boba Fett wanted to be sort of like the sheriff of Tatooine and he wanted to like rid Tatooine of crime and he'd be this like man with no name, like gunslinger, but he's doing it in the name of justice. He's like, no, get out of here. Crime, no crime in my town. I'd be so on board. That would be so cool. But we're getting this Boba Fett where he's like, I want to be a crime lord. I'm like, this, I have the family. Hey, what's his crime? <laughs> like, is he running spice? Like, I have no idea what Boba's crime actually is. Yeah. And then B, he wants to be like this nice, noble, even like almost pacifist crime lord. And no one's giving him like the time of day as a result. And I'm just there like, if, I don't know, it feels artificial in terms of how everyone's supposed to be reacting to him. And he's supposed to be like, no, I'm building this new family based on like respect and we're, we're ditching the old, old ways. And I'm just not buying it. Yeah, no, I do get that. And it's tr- it's funny because where we're at, that episode three, they're giving us like the, the um, I don't know, some sort of notion that he has influence and power, but power over what? I mean, what the only thing he has is like Jabba's palace, a few Gimaroon guards and like, 
a back to tank, but apart and the Rancor and now. those like the cyber but, <laughs> the cyberpunk kids. Yeah, but nothing nothing else of really good value. He doesn't have like that much of an influence over I don't know like tribes and people around him. And now like the Pikes are implicated, and maybe there's a war coming. And I'm just like, well, about on what? <laughs> like yeah. what? Like what? Yeah, who cares? Like, who cares? <laughs> it's like there there's nothing of value here that he has. Yeah, it's not like he's so running spice, and the Pikes are running spice, and there's this. It's not like the wire where you have the, the the drug dealers who are beefing it out with other drug dealers and there's like a war that comes out. I'm like, what is Boba Fett actually doing aside from receiving tribute just yeah. because? You said like, you have my pro- my protection, I think, but I'm like, oh, okay, well, but maybe. Like, how? Yeah. For, <laughs> like, you're not able to defend yourself too well if that's the case, but all right. Yeah. And he gets and beat then, up a uh, lot. Yeah. <laughs> he's getting, yeah, he's getting thrown around quite a few times and he's yeah. been it's been two assassination attempts against him there, there's elements of the show where like a, it sounds like i'm dragging the show with mud but there are elements of the show that i am enjoying yeah the whole conflict with the mayor i'm, I'm very intrigued about the mayor i'm curious about this inevitable war with the the pikes uh, I, when the huts came in i was like oh shit huts are coming in like awesome uh black Stan, he's from the, the comics the giant black wookie He's throwback to the the 2015 Darth Vader comic, and he's been consistent throughout the comic since. So it's like, oh, cool, like comic character come to the big screen. But it's just like, but for every cool thing, there's like two things I don't like. Yeah, and I no, I, I same here, same here. I think yeah. I do like most of the thing you mentioned. Uh, I like the Rancor references. I like yeah. I like they, Danny Trejo as the trainer. Yeah, the, the cafe, uh, cool. perfect casting. I think perfect that casting. that's a really good role for him. And um, yeah, I like that. It's there's a little more to it than just okay. You have a pet creature like on your in your yeah. basement. No, it's it actually yeah. The, uh, the trainer from Return of the Jedi when yeah. he starts crying. It makes that <laughs> make so much more sense now. Yeah, exactly. So, there, no, there's actually a human bond to that creature. Like you, yeah. there, and I'm there's cool some, with that. And you can yeah. see the parallels between the Rancor and Boba Fett. Like here's these two things that were like bred for combat, but they have this softer interior. Like I get it, and I would buy it more again if Boba wasn't trying to be a boss and yeah. i wonder if this attitude this direction that the show is taking is because disney won't allow uh a protagonist to be a villain they have to be at least an anti-hero but why did they choose him then that's the thing i'm just yeah it's i just guess the, like, part of the thing was like you can get boba fett but you can't make him a hero and they're like okay at least we get boba fett i, I don't know but and uh, no, it doesn't feel like the boba fett who's like the badass who takes names and like said like, no. Once again, I'm cool with the, the, the progression of moving away from violence. I just don't buy the current motivation. No, no, I'm same here. Uh, and I think it's they're going to pull like a Mandalorian season one on us. Is just, they're going to take their time with the first few episodes. And then everything's going to break loose in maybe, I don't know, like episode five, yeah. episode six, episode seven. It's going to be something yeah. totally different. So there's going to be re- big reveals, cameos for sure. I'm pretty sure of that. But... Yeah, it's just until we get there, it's just like, ah, just Uh, more meetings. (laughs) I I wonder if, because every time Fennec Shan goes, you should kill this guy. Like, you should eat the food. You should do this. But was always like, no, no, no. no." I wonder if Fennec's just going to go like, forget this guy. This guy's weak, yeah. she's going to like usurp him, essentially. And she'll take over and like, leave him for dead. Like, try to kill him, leave him for dead. And... Boba will have to sort of like rebuild from scratch and sort of be like, oh, my the nice way wasn't working. Time to get mean to take out Fennec. Like, there there has to be an end game to this whole like nice guy thing. I guess uh, so. Uh, I know she owes him her life. I guess that's what we understood from the Mandalorian. But yeah, maybe uh, yeah, for sure. I think she it's doesn't... important that when uh, Black Kiristan came into Jabba's palace, which I guess is now is Boba's palace, and. All of a sudden, the kids and Boba are fighting the Wookiee, and she walks in late. She's like the last one to arrive. And I'm like, where was she? (laughs) Ah, interesting. So maybe she has like a hand in some things. So I do wonder if she's playing an angle. I also wonder if Amelia Clark will show up. Who? Amelia Clark. Oh, Amelia Clark. Sorry, I so, yeah. <laughs> thought you were gonna, mm. that was a character name. You said Clark. I was no, like, no, no. who's Clark? Amelia Clark. Okay. <laughs> Amelia, uh, yeah, Kira. Yeah. The uh, connection to the Pikes and Crimson Dawn is it's a thing. So I think Crimson I Dawn will make an appearance for sure because they're they're, they're like subtly building to this that there's. 
because even the huts that like no we don't want bloodshed we'll leave and i think there, there's also like this fear there's like a more powerful entity in the universe and i think like of all the star wars movies we've had in this our underworld scene i think that like emilia clark's char- character is here i think is the most yeah, I, I would say like maybe the most the, the the character that resembles and makes sense that she comes back. It's to to to, to this series because I don't know she's she's connected to all of this. And in terms of age wise, maybe with some prosthetic and makeup, they can make her like a little older, but she would look maybe pretty much the same. Like yeah. give her take, know, give her like yeah. give her like a gray streak, and I'd be fine. Yeah, and they'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, yeah and th- th- it makes an interesting connection with Solo because we're not sure if there's still a continuity after the the, the movie. So yeah, I think I think they should do it. Yeah. I think she's they also should the main focus of some of the comics right now as well. So the character is very much in the spotlight in the comic community. Like there's a, an ongoing run. There's just like the War of the Bounty Hunters arc, which takes place right after Boba puts on frozen and carbonite into slave one it's basically everything that happens after that like kira steals him off of boba like almost immediately for example and then darth vader ends up wiping out the the hut council so it's very interesting and now there's a new arc that's a sequel to that arc called the crimson rain that's ongoing so i'm like clearly they're working kira into something yeah, I guess so. I think it would make sense she appears. Uh, I don't know yeah. where, when, but maybe like in the final, uh, like before the final episode, like something we had yeah. with the, the like Kingpin the, and the Hawkeye. Very last, yeah, yeah, the very last reveal or something like that. And she comes and she's like, plot twist, I'm actually, because we're all wondering like, well, if the Huts aren't the big bad and like the Pikes, like, do we really care? I'm like, it feels like there should be like a bigger antagonist. Oh, yeah, but, but you know what? I'm sure there. Well, I'm not sure. I have a, I have theory because it works so well with the Mandalorian season two. I'm pretty. I, I would be. I would be interested, or I would be. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually pull a Han Solo for the final episode. But that it, mm. it's not Harrison. It's Alden Aaron Alden Wright Aaron coming Wright. back. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. I don't, I yeah. don't know I would, if you're going to do it because people are going to scream like with continuity errors and like, no, nah, it doesn't make sense. Or I don't know. It's it, like they need to nail it to make it perfect. But uh, it, it, like considering like the Luke Skywalker appear, um, appearance that was so good in Mandalorian season two, I'm sure like now they'll do something similar for, for yeah. Boba Kabob. I think it's definitely possible that Han shows up. Cad Bane is also a possibility as well. And they didn't do any live uh, version of this guy, right? Live, uh, yeah. no. So it's the first. It would be the first. Yeah, the the first live yeah. live action uh, in, like uh, interpretation of Cad Bane. And yeah, they brought him back in uh, the Bad Batch, and he has this like gnarly scar on his head. And in an unfinished Clone Wars reel, right before when Clone Wars got canceled, the Boba Fett and Cad Bane had a duel. And Boba shot him in the head, and that's where like that scar comes from. So even in Bad Batch, the scar pretty much suggests that Boba and Cad had a duel, and that Boba won, but Cad Bane still survived. But that wouldn't make sense because Boba is young, right? And the the Bad Batch it's right after Revenge of the Sith, so he's yeah. he's still a child, well, the, right? Yeah. yeah, in Clone Wars, he's like a teenager. Yeah, he's a teenager. Yeah. Yeah, but by the time like that unfinished reel happens he's finally like assembled the mandalorian armor he's a bit more like the bass because you first you know he's, he's that like annoying punk kid from attack of the clones <laughs> i haven't yeah. seen i haven't seen these episodes so you have to brief me eventually but yeah to on the last on the on the last note on the book of boba fett it's it's a meh for for now on it's it's yeah. pretty much a meh. there's elements that i'm really really liking i I really didn't like the first episode too much. It was, yeah, nothing I really liked the second episode. I, I, I liked it. I liked the Lawrence of Arabia inspiration. I like the uh, subtle cod, uh, callbacks to old cinema in general between those episodes. Uh, a lot of, like, Ten Commandments, things like that. Some old, like, 60s desert cinema. And then the third episode was so just inconsistent for me. Yeah. Inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, Things that just take me out, like uh, the mayor's assistant, takes me out of the show every time. Yeah, it's true, right? It doesn't. He he doesn't feel and sound like Star Wars. Just think like a clumsy, a, a clumsy office Boba. manager or something. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about Boba and Mandalorian. Both of them, they both. I guess because they're both filmed in California. 
the side characters, a lot of them are American, and a lot of them are comedians, and it's so out of place, I find, in Star Wars. Uh, something about, like, if you rewatch Mandalorian, you'll notice that a lot of Gideon's crew are Americans, mm-hmm. even though a lot of the Empire is generally British. It's true. Yeah. Yeah, so that's because of the filming location. So sometimes just little things that kind of like take me out of the experience. But Kenobi is going to be shot. Well, it was shot in London. So there should be more Brits on set for that. <laughs> All right. So more Brits. Good. Less more American. Brits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but again, it depends on what. Just I want my Imperials to be British. They don't the have. They don't have a date for Kenobi, right? It's still. They don't have a date for Kenobi. Summer. This is my assumption. Yeah. This is my assumption. Because um, I work with books and everything. There is going to be a Kenobi and Anakin book coming out uh, for promotional tie-in for the Kenobi show. It's going to be about uh, when they were both Master and Apprentice. Uh, I wonder if it's going to be about that business on Kato Nomoya. That book is going to come out at the end of May. So I wonder if Kenobi will come out beginning of June. Mm. Okay, so summer show. Good. Yeah. Or you drop it May 25th because that was the original release date for the first Star Wars. Yeah, that would be down for May 25th. Yeah. That would be a nice move. All yeah, right, so looking forward to is it. in uh, April as well. So yeah, they'll definitely drop a, a teaser trailer. Yeah, definitely for a celebration in April. Yeah, yeah. Now for, uh, I can't wait because yeah, for for now, uh, Book of Boba Fett doesn't really deliver on its promise, but it's still early. It's still what still four, four more episodes more to go. Yeah, yeah. And we'll see what happens in Nora's episodes, but for now, yeah, it's a it's a meh. All right, so big topic for today. Apart from that, it's uh, our most expected list for for the year. Yeah, the most anticipated movies. Yeah, most anticipated movies. I say expected, but it's still yeah anticipated. I think it's it's better. It's better. Yeah, it's. I think it's better. Anticipations. (laughs) What do you have on your list? Well, I got a whole bunch of them because I put out an article, and there's like twenty things on that list. So I'm not gonna go over all twenty of them. We'd be here all day. But I'll probably open up the article in the background, and we'll start going for a few off the top of my head. Yeah. But I think one one of the most anticipated, it's been on my most anticipated list. This is the third time it's going to be on my most anticipated list. Top, Top Gun, Gun Maverick. Maverick. Yeah. It's, it's on my time. list, too. It's on my yeah. list, too. I mean, yeah, it's it's almost like a running joke because, like, James Bond, I think, is the second movie that was, like, pushed back so many times. But Top Gun Maverick is starting to be, like, a big a big name that you're just like, yeah. what? <laughs> we're waiting on it. We're yeah. waiting. It's uh, the Groundhog Day. Well, we're waiting. Yeah, I know. We're waiting so for sure. Um, due to the level of just how long I've been waiting for it, I'm like, okay, the trailers look awesome. Top Gun is awesome. Just give me some Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, no, me too. I'm starting to be really excited for for this one. Um, yeah, uh, Top Gun Maverick. So I th- I think it's what it's July, if I'm not mistaken. Is it July? It's definitely the summer. Yeah. It's yeah. It's, I think it's June July. or Ju- it's June or July. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this one too. And I think it's a theater experience, man. Because oh yeah, you need to see that in IMAX. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Because yeah. you think that the the plane sequences in the first Top Gun were good. Wait for this one. Yeah, I think. wait They're gonna push point. it like, a notch. It ridic- just based on the trailers alone, it looks ridiculous. Yeah. No, no, no. But excited for that. It looks like just one of those like fun summer popcorn. I'm not expecting Shakespeare or anything like that. But it just looks like a fun time with great action. Yeah, no, me too. It's on my list. So yeah. what do you say about this? We'll, you'll do one, I'll do one, and we'll do... Yeah, we'll yeah, just, we'll yeah. go back and forth. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, my One of my picks, uh, if I would like to pick a top 10, would be The Batman in March. So it's it's still a Batman movie, so it, there's reason to, reason to be excited. But I'm just really curious where they'll go in terms of the vibe of the film, because... It's it's it looks really dark, really goth kind of interpretation of Batman. So I'm just like, okay, interesting. And, and no, it's gonna I'm be just, PG thirteen. <laughs> it's gonna be PG thirteen. Right? Surprisingly, yeah. uh, if, uh, like if they if they did if they did pull off like a PG sixteen, like that would be so nice. But like to go like sixteen and above for a Batman film, yeah. I would be so down for that. 
But no, yeah, but Batman prints money, so that ain't happening. I know, yeah, I know for sure. But uh, they can't do it. But if they had something like as violent as like I don't know the, the Arkham video games, I would be really mm-hmm. interested in that. Yeah. But well, yeah, it no, has I, the look of the Arkham video games. They it, it, it does, yeah, for sure, yeah. yeah. So I think they, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure they they got inspired yeah. by. I'm pretty it excited for successful. Matt Reeves directing it, and I'm excited for like the tone and the story. I'm very on the fence about Pattinson as Batman. Yeah, I know. You, yeah. I think you said the the, the same yeah. thing last year. But yeah, I mean, you you were cautiously optimistic. I think yeah. that's the term. Like, you I don't want to dismiss him right away. I'm not going to be like, oh, Rob Pattinson. No, like Pattinson's a fantastic actor. I just don't know if he's going to be a good Batman. And I'm going to hold judgment until I actually see the movie. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. And- excited for the movie. It's one of my most anticipated. That's for sure. Probably yeah, no, one no. of my in top five like, easily. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and uh, I'm curious about the villains as well. I mean, like the um, oh, Paul Dano's Riddler. I mean, looks yeah. like the Zodiac Killer. I'm like, okay, this yeah. is an interesting take. And um, I mean, Colin Farrell has a big, ugly, <laughs> like Oswald Cobblepot. I'm just, yeah, he nails it for now. I mean, he looks yeah, the part. <laughs> there's a, in the trailer when uh, he's in the car and he's being chased by the Batmobile and there's that explosion. He kind of reminded me of De Niro. Yeah, a little bit, right? Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah, screw like, you, screw like, you, screw yeah. you. <laughs> like, just something about that was like very De Niro to me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, but a De Niro interpretation from Penguin would be good, actually. It would work. Uh, be, that would be work. Like, yeah. I'd be in for that. Yeah. Like, Robert, like Robert De Niro, as a young Robert De Niro, would have made a ex- ex- really great Penguin, I'm sure. Like, uh, like, with the right makeup and the right costume, he would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That would be interesting. Uh, in an alternate world, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, what's um, next on your list? So, excited for it more out of the, the fingers crossed rather than like the squee, uh, mainly because I did not like the last movie very much, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed for Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, you know what's yeah. funny enough? It's not on my list because, again, the, the last two movies were so disappointing. So, like, just talk about mass appeal that with, without any finesse to it. That's mm-hmm. the new Jurassic World films. I would say I, I enjoyed Jurassic World as a monster movie. I didn't like Fallen Kingdom. I, I might actually prefer Jurassic Park 3 to Fallen Kingdom. Oh, me too, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this one's bringing back the original three, like Laura Dern, Sam Neill, the Goldblum. They're going to be back in it. And to Colin Trevorrow's credit, what he's been doing outside, like, did you see the, the short film, The Battle at Big Rock? Nope. Watch that. It's like a 10-minute short that Colin Trevorrow directed. It's excellent. It's perhaps the second best Jurassic Park thing ever. It's 10 minutes long and it's about this family and they're in a little caravan, like a little camper. And it's after Jurassic World, uh, Lost, uh, Fallen Kingdom. So all the dinosaurs are all, they're loose. And it's this family that's sort of just like, yeah, like we're, we're a new family and we both have kids and we're getting together. And all of a sudden like an Allosaurus just comes and like the, the dread and the terror and the horror so unexpected but it was legitimately terrifying hmm. yeah i'll need to watch that but i saw the prologue yeah. for the trailer like when they go back which is to also the... interesting it was like a nature doc yeah pretty much yeah, yeah. and that's not going to be in the movie either no it's just no, yeah, so it's, like, a teaser. between that and the short i'm like i'm actually in curious in the cast i'm like maybe he's gonna he's gonna stick the landing hope so, so i mean hope so because I, he is a talented director. I mean, he was like originally was chosen for episode nine of Star Wars. I yeah. do remember that. But I, the, I know the he has the, fates. the guy. The guy has talents. It's just that he. I don't know. He does. He always got stuck with. I think he's a decent director. Project. I think yeah. the his writer because he co-wrote Jurassic World with Derek Connolly Donnelly. I can't remember, but I think the writing is the bigger criminal. Than the directing, I think he's a pretty decent director. Just his scripts, not quite there. So I hope with uh, Jurassic World Dominion, the irons out those kinks, delivers a, a awesome movie. That's all I want. I want a great action adventure dinosaur movie with characters that I care about. Yeah, yeah. 
All right. No, no. Okay. I'll 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 have a, an eye open for it, but it's not it's definitely not in my top 10. That I can tell mm. you. Um all right. Another one for me for 2022. This one I think you know what? I'm going to take the same posture as you 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 took for Jurassic World is that you're not prime but you're you're interested and you're curious. Um Indy 5. Indy 5 is, is scheduled ah. for 2022, right? Is that right? coming out this year? I think it's supposed to really, really late in the game. Maybe they're going to push it back because of COVID, but I think it's really it's it was originally scheduled no, for it's, uh, June thirtieth, twenty twenty three. Oh, my mistake, man. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure they 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 did they they promised it for like Christmas twenty twenty two, like a year from now or something. But uh, oh Jesus! All right, my bad. That's the one to look out for for next year. All right, it's not going to be this one. All right, so I'll give you something um, out of the the Marvel Universe then. Uh, Thor 4, Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah, Love and Thunder. I'm yeah. curious about that one. Tell me why you're excited for it. Well, I'm excited for it because I think it's what the one of the only original Avengers still around. So I'm just like, okay, so they kept this one alive. Um, and I'm curious how they're going to wrap, like, I don't know, wrap the story of Thor because... At this point, I'm sure it's going to be maybe his final film. After that, they're going to jump to like other Avengers and it's going to be like the new era is going to take over. So, I mean, this is like his swan song. Like this is Thor's swan song. It's his last film. It's like, okay, how how are we going to do this? So, and I mean, Taika Waititi, I, I know he's a really talented director. He did a masterful film with um, Thor Ragnarok. So I'm sure this one's going to be good. And the cast is so promising. So yeah. all of this combined, like this film, I'm sure it's going to be really good. Um, I remember him I'm not saying huge... that uh, Love and Thunder is going to make Ragnarok seem normal. <laughs> yeah, I know. You told me that. So I mean, yeah. we can expect, I don't know if it's greatness or if it's a catastrophe, but yeah. it's, it's, uh, I'm still, uh, I'm down for that. And Christian Bale is a villain, man. Yeah, Jesus. The God yeah. Butcher. <laughs> The God Butcher. No, uh, no, I'm down for this one. More and more. I mean, I've been looking at it in the the like the, the listing of all the movies for for the year, and I'm just like, you know what? Yeah, sure. Thor, Thor four. It's gonna be good. Yeah. Um, more I'm than Guardians. It as well, it's 3. on my list. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah uh, I think I'm more excited for Guardians three, but that's not coming out in 2022. That's uh, it's 2023. 2023. Yeah. But I think the Guardians are going to show up in Love and Thunder, nonetheless. Yeah, no, I think so. Yeah. So and they then, need uh, to. Natalie yeah. Portman's going to be back playing the lady version of Thor. Mm, interesting. So we'll see how that comes Goes, about. Yeah, because she's and been absent just, for a while, Natalie Portman yeah. from the, uh, the the MCU. So yeah, yeah, the Dark World was a dark experience. Apparently, a dark experience. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? What else on your list? Uh, so I have a whole bunch on my list. Um, Knives Out 2. It's going to be yeah. a Netflix exclusive, unfortunately. So maybe we'll get a theatrical release. Sometimes with their bigger movies, they do theatrical versions of it. But Knives Out 2 is coming out this year. Ryan Johnson's writing, directing. Daniel Craig is back. But the new supporting cast, including the likes of Batista and Ed Norton. Good cast. New yeah. It, yeah. There's, they'll uh, still so shoot it. There's. Yeah, they're still shooting it. I think they they released like uh, production pics of like of um, Daniel Craig reuniting with uh, Dave Bautista. So I'm just like, oh, yeah. that's cool. But this movie's not going to be like CGI heavy with needing like nine months of post production. So even if they're filming like right now, they can have this movie out come fall, no problem. They're going to tinker with it and maybe work some uh, some background shots. But it's not like there's going to be uh, spaceships or anything like that. Yeah, no, but the it's fine. The post production won't be so bad. Yeah, no, but but it's fine. We like it yeah, like that. And Knives Out was great. Like, like it was great. It was fun. Yeah, it was a fun was movie. Great. I really liked Knives Out. I think it was like number four, give or take, on um, uh, my top ten of the year when it came out. It was well written, well acted. We subverted the genre. Can't wait to see what number two does. And one of the better performances out of Daniel Craig, apart from his Bond portrayal. I mean, With they talk about a good amazing role. Kentucky accent. Yeah. Which we don't know if it really works, but it's still really just awesome. But it's <laughs> but, so memorable regardless. Yeah, yeah exactly. But yeah. no, Knives Out too. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Um, yeah, so I'm super down. All right. On my end, this is going to be a fun one to discuss because <laughs> this sequel has been, uh, I mean, rumored, at, like give or take for the past 10 years. 
And I'm just, I don't know at this point if I'm expecting it or I'm just like, well, I'll go see it because because it's it's what it is. But Avatar 2, man. Oh, interesting. That's <laughs> not in my top 10 at all or even my top 20. But it's, I, I'm, I'm not sure it's, I'll, I'll still give it maybe like the, the 10th position in my top 10 because it's still, it's Avatar. And Avatar, you have to respect it for what it is and what it launched after which, like in 20, 2009. But Cameron, man, I don't follow this guy. He's been working on this sequel for sequels. like more than 10 years. Sequels what, with plural. Sequels yeah, exactly. On the horizon? And he waited 10, more than 10 years and he expects people to come back to the theater and say, hey, I have a, a, Avatar 2. I'm just like, dude, you've been, <laughs> you've been gone for so long. I mean, we moved on to something else, but. I think the most interesting thing I don't with know. Avatar is it's the most successful movie of all time. And it has... Is it still yeah, to this day? One. Yeah, okay. And it has okay. no uh, culture. Like you go to Comic-Con, yeah. there's no Avatar anywhere. Like people aren't dressing up as Avatar. You don't see people wearing Avatar shirts. Um, no one's publishing like Avatar books like you do like the Alien Predator, Star Wars, whatever. There's nothing to keep the Avatar hype going. Avatar just kind of came and went. It's true, though. It's yeah. true. So that's why I think I'm so fascinated by it, because I'm like, what's going to happen? Is is this going to work or not? Yeah. Uh, I think I think maybe I'm, I, I can't. I mean, this guy is a, a genius in terms of what you can expect from visual effects. So mm-hmm. I'm sure this movie is going to be so Isn't he doing beautiful. something like insane, like, like 60 frames a second? Uh, pretty much. I'm sure he's doing something like that. Like Peter Jackson did yeah, for his four, Jackson like was first Hobbit, frame, Hobbit film. 48 yeah, frames. Yeah, 60, not 60. Which 60 is a little intense. <laughs> yeah. For those who can't see, my eyebrows are raised really high right now. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's so much the eye can see, but yeah, 60 frames per second. Like it's yeah, it's, yeah. it sounds heavy. I'm also curious but to know yeah. if he's going to be filming in 3D because I feel like no one's filmed in 3D in the past like six years. Yeah, they stopped it, right? Yeah. Because I think it was what too costly. People were fed costly. up with it, it with the 3D tech. But there's there's been a lot of yeah. like post converted 3D. Like you can still go to a theater, like like Dune was available in post production 3D. But who films mm. with 3D camera uh, cameras? Off the top of my head, I Not can think lot. of Avatar, The Life of Pi, and Hugo. Mm-hmm. That's all I can think of. Yeah. Yeah. No. Pretty much. Um, yeah. But I guess. I don't know. I'm I'm still curious. He'll he'll come up with something really visually interesting, but I'm just curious on how he's gonna get people to be interested yeah. in in Avatar. And will it make any amount of money in comparison to the first? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it's I think I'm more interested in the outcome of it, yeah, not I'm, maybe the not the film itself, but yeah, I'm everything surrounding fascinated it. Fascinated <laughs> about as to what's gonna happen, what the conversation will be, because. He filmed two and three back to back and he's got four and five ready to go. So we'll see just how much people accept the return of Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. What else? Well, I don't know either. Yeah. What else on your list? All right. <laughs> so my girlfriend <laughs> hates me for putting this on my list, but I'm putting it in anyway. But Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to hate me for it because I still haven't seen the first one. So uh, <laughs> uh, I need to get uh, get my, my, my shit going yeah, so with Aquaman. That was the, uh, the first movie yeah. I saw for press. So I have a little soft spot for it. And it's, it's a treasure hunt movie. It's an adventure movie. James Wan does a really good job directing the movie. I, I hope the second one's as fun as the first one. I feel like uh, maps and clues and sunken treasure ships and things like that like aquaman's actually that movie yeah, yeah so i hope i can't i can't really comment i don't i don't really uh, i can't really comment i just know that the first one like i think received equal amount of praise as it did like i don't know bad critics or, or bad reviews i mean uh because it was just so intense and just there's so, so much movie everything. in that movie <laughs> yeah, exactly there's a lot of That's movie way in I understood. Aquaman, but it made like a billion dollars <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's supposed to be one of the most successful uh, DC yeah, films. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I'm curious to see where it goes next. Uh, it, I, I, so I, I, all I hope is that it's fun. If, if it's as okay, fun so it's a, it's, as the first one. It's a fair pick, man. It's yeah. a really fair pick. 
Um, another one, well, you, you've been, we've been also discussing this one a lot, but, uh, it's not a surprise, but, um, MI7. Oh, that man, was going to be my Impossible next one, 7. yeah. MI7. Yeah. <laughs> we are both, so, we're probably going to go see that one together. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Like we did the last one, but this, this series is interesting because it's the, one of the rare occasion where they get better yeah. as they, as they come out. <laughs> When it's not the case for more friend, most franchises, but um, I mean, now Tom Cruise can can handle his shit for 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 the later entries. It's it's really it's something. Um, so I'm I'm pretty sure he's gonna pull off like a stunt again. Like so, that's gonna make the one in the Fallout like seem normal. I don't know, so easy to do or just normal yeah. that we see every day. But no, I'm just curious what he has in store for this one because we have seen zero marketing still. Yeah, for it was Mission Impossible Seven. COVID, so and they were supposed to film so, seven and eight back to back, but that's no longer the case anymore. Yeah. So how many? I, I don't know how many of these they'll do. Like I think I'm pretty much still like until like Tom Cruise like stops breathing. I think they'll yeah. do Mission Isn't Impossible movies. Isn't there a movies. rumor? I don't know if this was like a joke or not because of Fast and Furious, but wasn't there a rumor that they wanted to actually put Tom Cruise in the space for a stunt? The what? Sorry. Wasn't there, wasn't there a rumor the, that Tom Cruise wanted to go into space to do a stunt for one of these movies? Oh, possibly. Yeah. yeah. And it was just one of those, like, it's so ridiculous, but I sort of just accepted. I'm like, it, it could happen. If he says it, he's going to do it. Yeah. It could happen. Um, it's just, again, I mean, does the technology allow allow it? But I'm sure, he, I mean, for sure, I, mean, I think he's going to pull it off. Uh, maybe not in this one, but in future entries. Um, yeah, he's done pretty much everything, right? Piloted a helicopter. I mean, swung from the Burj Khalifa. Yeah. Um, hey, like... He hang from a C-17 midair. The halo um, jump? Yeah. The clouds the were CGI, jump. but the jump was real. Yeah. And of no, course, the, the helicopter the, the, flights from uh, Fallout when he's flying in the canyon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, this that one. Bonkers. So yeah, super excited yeah. for MI7. That was actually going to be my, my next one. So totally agree with All you. All right, well. Um, <laughs> Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Yeah, yeah, me too. Not not in my top 10, but I enjoyed the first one enough to be curious about the no. second one. So first yeah, one's sure. like, um, yeah. it's like moving art for me. So I don't know anything about the second one, but visual eye candy. Hmm. I, I'm a little wary because they've made it a part one as opposed to just one. So I'm like, oh, are they, are they maybe biting off more than they can chew? I'm not entirely sure. It's still too early to say. We've got... A trailer that's a bit more like a clip than an actual trailer so far. But the art still looks amazing. And if there's one thing that movie has going for it, it's that the art is absolutely jaw-dropping. Yeah, no, I'm with, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, it was a visually really satisfying experience watching yeah. uh, the first Spider-Man into the Spider-Man movie. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just... I think maybe I'm like I have an overdose of Spider-Man after everything that happened. I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, well, we <laughs> it's okay if I'm not into like the Spider-Verse. Yeah, if I'm not in the Spider-Verse right now, I can wait a little bit. But yeah, sure. No, yeah. it's an interesting. It's a nice pick for hundred uh, percent. Um, what else we have here? All right. Um, so this one, I'm not sure. Um, well, uh, do we go back into the MCU or we save it for later? No, we go, we'll go. we save it for later. We've been discussing a lot of MCU for now on. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. John Wick 4 has been scheduled for 2022, but it's going to be in 2023, yeah, right? I got delayed. Yeah. Why? I'm curious. I'm curious, too, because I think just... it's done filming, too. Which It was supposed to come out the yeah. same day as Matrix uh, Resurrections, and then it was delayed. The... I think summer 2022, and now it's delayed till I think summer 2023. Well, Jesus. I would imagine there's probably major reshoots on the horizon. Yeah. Uh, okay. A little worrying. That doesn't sound good. Yeah, a little yeah, worrying. Yeah, it's worrying. Because I wasn't, like, after three movies, I, I think I was just a little scared. I'm just like, oh, well, if they do a fourth one, it, might, it needs to be a little, like, better and maybe deeper than the others because... I mean, how long can you just do the same thing over and over? So I'm just, yeah, I'm a little scared for John Wick 4, but still. Uh, so this is not this year, it's next year. Uh, okay, um, Fantastic Beasts 3. 
Interesting. With Interesting. Uh, Secrets yeah. of Double Lore. That's my most uh, again, cautiously optimistic movie of the year. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, maybe because I'm in a Harry Potter vibe, as you know too well right now, but. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just curious how gonna they're gonna wrap everything up because now they they changed jo Johnny Depp for Mads Mikkelsen. Um, we have a trailer and now. For I, it as I know well. it, which looked nice, which looked interesting. Um, so I'm still I'm still pretty much I wouldn't say excited but curious. Yeah, so fingers crossed. We're gonna mention this one as well. Yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, I, I hope it comes out well. They brought the writer. He wrote seven of the eight Harry Potter movies, so it's not just J.K. Rowling writing this one. There is a co-writer on this one, and I don't know if that was preemptive for marketing reasons or if they, the studio Warner Brothers was like, these movies aren't getting the reaction we were hoping for, and they brought in someone to polish it a little bit. But whoever, the guy who wrote the Harry Potter movies, he's on board on this one. All right. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be a good. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I, I think it's it's a mixture of it's a mishmash of both. So I think it's yeah they didn't the movies didn't do as as well as they expected and with the whole J.K. Rowling saga they're just like you know we're gonna yeah, her name was we're gonna not pump, in like, that trailer like at all except for like the tiny little font at the end but the other trailers would be like from the mind of J.K. Rowling or J.K. Rowling invites you like and now. They were just like removed her from the marketing material. Understandable. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, understandable. Like her name uh, is not again, good for publicity right now. No, no, no like not at all. It would be a PR disaster. So, yeah, not for sure. No, curious more than really, really fascinated or interested, but still, I mean, yeah. Well, uh, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go watch it in theaters if I'm allowed to. <laughs> you mentioned Marvel before, and I wonder if your pick was about to be my pick. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, I thought about it, but I'm just like, you know, we're going to save, like, because we've been talking about the MCU so much. <laughs> but yes, yeah. since they mentioned that there's supposed to be more cameos in this film than uh, Avengers Endgame, I'm just like, oh, shit, yeah, okay. I'm very curious. Plus, <laughs> Sam Raimi's directing his first movie since Oz. Oh, jeez, yeah. yeah. And Oz wasn't super, really good, no, so yeah. But he's oh, been working this on, guy like, uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead... He was a producer on Spartacus as well. So he's been doing a lot of TV stuff lately. And, I mean, he still did Spider-Man 1 and 2. So, like, he definitely has his mm -hmm. superhero game. Oh, no, he'll be he'll be able to pull it off. It's going to be good. Uh, but I, I'm curious as to where they'll go after this one because I have, I have a feeling that they're going to multiverse the shit out of this movie. <laughs> so you can expect pretty much all yeah. sort of variants, all form of cameos. I don't, I don't of think there's going to be cameos. any... Like, I think the gloves are off. No door is locked with this movie. Yeah, for sure. They're going to, like, call back, like, old actors that played in first hero, like, the, the first pretty much MCU films we've got. I'm thinking of the X-Men movies. I'm sure they're going to pull back some of, some of these actors. Yeah, I mean, no, sure. what if um, is tied to this movie as well. So if there's what ifs, that means we might see variations of people that we've seen before, like, different versions of like maybe uh, Michael B. Jordan will be playing Black Panther for all we know <laughs> or no not Black Panther he plays Star-Lord right uh yeah yes. and well I didn't see what if but yes he did yeah. uh, he did do that and you know talking about um because it's it's on my list as well but we can talk about this one as well but there's Black Panther 2 yeah, Wakanda forever. forever and they still haven't announced who's taking the lead out of um for the Black Panther no, role right not that I'm aware of I know that Shuri's at least in the movie in one of the leading roles but I don't know if she is the leading role but I'm sure, that, um, I don't know, I'm sure, I'm, I, I won't say I'm sure. I have a theory they'll connect it to the, mul to the, multiverse, uh, the multiverse of madness, sorry. So uh, here's my question to you. Instead of just going, okay, we'll recast the Black Panther role, um, do they think it's, do like Kevin Feige and the whole MCU team think it's a good idea to go fetch or go find Michael B. Jordan before his death in the first Black Panther and say, okay, we'll turn him into the true Black Panther that he's supposed to be, like, before actually he becomes a villain. I, mean, I don't know. certainly plausible, uh, and I think it could work. They should uh, do I, it, I think, yeah, because he, be he's... 
he's he would be like one of the good candidates to and he's been in the yeah. first movie and he's been really capable yeah. so if I'm they just don't like, no, run the shuri being the new black panther because she's the sister and therefore the next in line to the throne if they don't do that and they do something wacky and trippy because of the multiverse michael b jordan makes the most sense yeah they should do yeah. it i'm Which sure well i mean having the villain become the hero and seeing that like because his ideology changed Black Panther's mind. So it'll be interesting to sort of see how someone goes from villain to hero. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, I did like the little sister a lot, but I'm just curious if, the, yeah, that would be an option as well. I'm curious if she could carry the movie. That's my thing. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah. Because she, he, I mean, she, she still has a pretty small role, like in, in both like the Avengers movie and in the end, the Black Panther movie. I mean, she's not there that much. I'm just like, is it, she's is she really cute. enough? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like making Q the new Bond. It might be a little weird, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not opposed to it either, but I'm very interested about the Michael B. Jordan theory that you have there. Yeah. Curious. Uh, um, so uh, you go, uh, since I mentioned <laughs> Black Panther, you go for the next pick. <laughs> uh, so here's one for me. Uh, like I have a whole bunch on my list and you can read all of it. So I'm kind of just cherry picking some of them. We don't even have titles for like uh, David O. Russell's new movie, for example, it's, it's untitled. Uh, but this one, we've been talking a lot of like big blockbuster movies. Uh, this one is definitely not that. But I'm still very excited to see The Northman. Yeah, I've heard little about it and I haven't read a bunch. So, well, I've read a little about it. I've heard a little about it, but it's same thing. But no, I don't know much. So you'll have to brief me. But yes, I, I've So it's basically Viking Hamlet. And the director, Robert Eggers, who did The Lighthouse, he was saying mm-hmm. that Shakespeare was inspired by a lot of the sagas and... Hamlet actually comes from the sagas. And this is sort of that interpretation. So it's Shakespeare. Like the main character's name is like Ahmed, if I'm not mistaken, like Hamlet, Hamlet or something. It's, it's very similar. And Skarsgård plays this like young prince character in a Danish kingdom or a Norse kingdom. Forgive me. I don't know. And his uncle kills his dad and he, goes out into the wild and he comes back a berserker viking dude and he's like i need to go get my my kingdom back and eggers said like eggers's movies he's done the the witch and um the lighthouse so both of those movies have been like fairly abstract kind of trippy he says that this fairly movie will, abstract yeah <laughs> so this movie will be his most accessible but it will also still be weird so i wonder if this is going to be kind of like a viking version of the green knight yeah, but that's that sounds like a storyline we've seen before many times. I mean, like the I don't know, Prince of per- Prince of Persia kind of thing or Lion King. Yeah, um, yeah, but still, I mean, there's talent involved. I mean, the director, <laughs> the director. I mean, I I haven't seen his first film, The Witch. I've seen uh, The Lighthouse, which. I don't know if I really enjoyed. Um, it was fun at bits, but it was more of a weird experience than anything else. Um, it's all right, an art I'll, house movie. <laughs> yes, I'll put it on my list. But uh, yeah, uh, it wasn't Have you seen there. The trailer before. at least? No. So I'll go check watch out the it. Trailer, and yeah. <laughs> and then like get back to me, let me know what you think after you've seen the trailer. But the trailer definitely looks epic. Like, looks pretty wild, both in terms of like weirdness and in terms of like. It looks like there's going to be like some pretty insane action in this one as well. All right. Promise, man. Yeah. I'll go watch it. Okay. Since uh, we've been at it for almost an hour, uh, we'll do yeah. with two more picks out of each. Uh, so two, two from you, two from me. Two from um, you. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, all right. One, it's, I don't know. The first film that he made wasn't ex- excellent, but I read the books when I was younger. So... I can't help myself but feel like curious and interested. Um, but Death on the Nile, Agatha Christie's oh, okay. second, like the second movie adaptation by Kenneth Branagh because he did Murder on the Orient Express. Now he's doing with this one. Uh, I'm I'm curious because I read the book when I was really young. I did real I really did like it, and I think it's one of the. I think it's one of the better books of Agatha Christie that wasn't adapted yet. So I think maybe out of a TV show and like maybe really early on in the game. But still, um, it's a good story. So I'm really curious where it will go. It might not be a masterpiece, but 
I don't know. Kenneth Branagh, it's, I know it's a hit or miss in terms of it's, directing. It's weird like that. <laughs> yeah, because he can direct movies like Belfast, which like are godlike, what I heard, because I haven't yeah, seen excellent. it yet. And you can direct movies like, I don't know, like J Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. You're just yeah. like, okay, totally different, but yes. <laughs> or Artemis Fowl. Or Artemis, yeah, yeah, which I haven't seen because everybody's like, no, don't do it. Yeah, but don't yeah. do it. <laughs> That's so, I well. I haven't seen it. Curious dude, for sure, in terms of movie direction. But I'm still uh, interested in Curious, again, yeah. I'm going to go with something that we haven't seen any marketing for, but Damien Chazelle's got a new movie coming out this year. He does. Good. Yeah, so he's got a new movie coming out. We don't know much about it, but rumor has it it's going to be a, a Hollywood period movie, and it's going to mm. star Tommy McGuire and Brad Pitt. And it's called Babylon. Oh, it's Babylon. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's Damien yeah. Chazelle, La La Land, and Whiplash. So fingers crossed. But we'll talk about a director who hit the ground running. Yeah, no, for sure. That's a good pick. Um Toby Maguire has been in a lot of films recently until like, yeah, for, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited for that one. That's a good mention. That's a good pick. Yeah, uh, I'm down. <laughs> I'll watch it. <laughs> uh, what else, man, can I pick from, uh, on my end? I'm just curious. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm also like just, uh, struggling around. <laughs> It's, this is, this is a cute one. Um, I don't know if I'll go see it in theaters. Maybe just I'll, I'll stream it on, um, Disney Plus, but the Lightyear movie on oh, Buzz, <laughs> on Buzz's origin, it's it's kind of cool, and I'm just like, okay, it's nice they did that. Actually, if 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 Buzz was really like a space ranger, and they, <laughs> it actually he was just like not a toy, but actually okay, a real story the, based the on real this character's Buzz life, Lightyear. the real Buzz Lightyear. I'm just like, oh, it's cool, or you know what, that 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 would be fun. So yeah, I think uh, this one is th this one for sure. Yeah, I think it's it's a cute one that I might, I might stream. Um, it's not, it's not my top 10, but I'll still give it a look. So yeah, the, the nice. Lightyear movie. <laughs> uh, I'll round off mine. Uh, Creed three. Yeah, it's, so. you're going to hate me because I'm not a huge Rocky fan. I watched the first one and that's it. <laughs> so <laughs> That's okay. I, I, I really like, I have a mixed relationship with the Rocky movies. Uh, there's six of them and I like half of them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, one, two, and six. I don't really like three, four, and five. Uh, but Creed one was excellent. Creed two was really, really good. And now Michael B. Jordan's making his directorial debut. Uh, and he thought it'd be for the sake of narrative. Uh, Sylvester Stallone won't be in this one. Uh, Creed's going out on his own. Rocky won't be in it. So no Rocky and Michael B. Jordan behind the director's chair. Curious to see where that goes. First right. time directing. So it's more of a, a curiosity excitement pick rather than like can't wait to see it. But Creed 1, fantastic movie. Ryan Coogler is the director who did Black Panther. There's a one-shot boxing scene. And when you think about it's a one-shot and there, the blood starts coming out when he gets hit in the face, you're like, man, how did they do this? It's nuts. Yeah. All right. Interesting. You know, yeah, I know the Creed movies. I They've been in my radar for a while, but I'm not a huge boxing guy. So the like the Rocky, it's it took me forever to watch Rocky one. So it's going to take me, I think, even longer <laughs> to just watch the rest. So I'm just like, yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh, but a movie I, I was sure you're going to mention because we joked about it. But the Downton Abbey. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I'm excited for Downton. It's not one of my like can't wait. It's an honorable mention for me. But yeah. I'm totally going to go see the Downton movie. No shame. Yeah, no shame. Uh, the girlfriend is going to like it as well. So yeah, <laughs> you, you have, you have points there. I'm currently watching right now as I get ready for the movie. I'm halfway through season three of my rewatch. Getting uh, ready it's for a it. Long, it's a long rewatch because it's what, an hour? Like an episode hour. is an hour? Yeah, yeah and how many episodes? And how, like, how many episodes per season? Like 10 12? Yeah, 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 a little more than 10, I think. But yeah. Uh, 13 maybe so no it's a long rewatch <laughs> yeah it's uh, some of those episodes are like an hour and 10 minutes an hour and a half sometimes even so it's like whew, whew, it's a lot of downtime <laughs> yeah and it's funny enough but we can close on this but i think it's one of the the rare 
occasion where I'm looking at the, I mean, the list for the year. There's a lot of movies I'm ex excited for, but I think even more so for TV shows than movies this year. Oh, yeah. I don't know why, but Billion Six uh, next week, <laughs> next week um, Obi Wan, as we mentioned, all the Star Wars stuff. Um, yeah. When I'm else? I'm excited missing? for Andor. Andor. Yeah, that's coming out. This Game year of Thrones as well. prequel series. Game of prequel. We're gonna have the Lord of the Rings TV show as well. For this year? Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's okay. September. Wow. Okay, so, yeah. so, yeah, this is... We're talking about the big shoes to fill. So, yeah, yeah. big uh, titles. Wheel of Time Season 2 will be uh, this year as well. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just the things I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, Bad Batch Season 2 is coming as well. Uh, Moon Knights, I think, is coming this year as well. She-Hulk. Yep. Um, yeah, we got a lot of TV shows to look forward to, especially in, like, a pop culture kind of sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Peaky no, Blinders sure. season six as well is going to be this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no big French and the final season, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, final right? season. Yeah. yeah uh, <laughs> this is us final sin king, uh, season yeah. as well. I know final you're not season <laughs> a of big uh, fan. Last Kingdom as well. So yeah, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff coming out this year for TV. We could probably do a whole episode dedicated to the shows we were excited for. All right, I'll uh, I'll write yeah. it down. But yes, I think we should uh, dedicate the whole episode to TV shows because yeah, there's so a lot of things. Stay a lot tuned. Of things coming. <laughs> All right, brother. That was so nice. Uh, thank you. Uh, uh, my list is full because I took notes like mentally, but also on my computer while you were <laughs> while you were speaking. So no, a lot of movies to check out, and um, it's. I'm still. I think I was less excited about 2022 before. Uh, like I chatted with you, but now I'm just like, oh, we'll give it a chance. There's still yeah. like some good titles there, some good movies we've been waiting for a while, but. Yeah, I'm just curious when we're gonna be able to go back in theaters. No, no clue yet. No clue no. yet. We'll we'll keep you posted when we when we have an answer on that. Because it'd be nice to go sit down in a theater again once we feel safe doing that. Yeah, and for the next episode, I think it's a good idea we can give like maybe a little overview of what we have in terms of plans for for this year. I mean, like in terms of guests, in terms of topics, in terms of. I know because we, we, we have big expectations and big ambitions for 2022. So we'll mm -hmm. try some things a little differently to, to like to, for this show to, to become more than, um, than what it was in the last year. So, uh, yeah, we want to, we want to flow even, uh, we want to, we want to fly even higher. So we'll, yeah. we'll in order see, to but fly harder. We're going to need you guys to like, and subscribe, no matter where you're listening, give us a review on Apple podcasts, subscribe to us on Spotify. That stuff really helps. Yes. As always. As always. So please, Please help us out. <laughs> yes, please do that. Please. Uh, but until next time, yeah, we'll uh, we'll give you an overview of what's to what's to come for for this year. So uh, it was good, brother. Thanks for the discussion, and uh, I'll I'll watch the shit of my uh, out of my TV for <laughs> for movies yeah. before the next time. Hopefully, you can watch Matrix wait, Matrix Four uh, on your end before uh, the next episode. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, you can buy it right now uh, out yeah, of iTunes if on you Prime. want to. <laughs> yeah, I saw it on Prime, and I'm like. Do I? I don't know. You know, I'll do it. I'm game enough. I'll, yeah, I'll buy game? the movie. <laughs> it's Matrix. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know. It's it's not supposed to be. Well, it's controversial at it's best. Controversial. But it's very mixed. Very mixed. So, I'm. I definitely would want to watch before committing to a buy. All right. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, we can discuss it together. Uh, spoiler free. <laughs> uh, next time, that would be nice. Sounds good. All right. Take care, man. Have a good one.